the crowd went yeah. berserk oh, when sure. he walked across the stage. Insane, like five minute long. Applause. Yeah, it was just not. Yeah, you know, every two <laughs> were standing up. It was awesome. <laughs> Similar thing happened with Eli mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. <laughs> right, buddy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had to stop calling across. names for a second. So yeah, they had to stop. wait for the next person because yeah. people wouldn't stop clapping. Yeah, and they also were very helpful because I was using a walker mm-hmm. and they and they um gave me more time than I would usually have yeah. to walk across the stage. Mm-hmm. So okay. Okay. right now. everyone. Welcome to another episode of Abstract, the podcast of the Metropolitan Educational Research Consortium in the School of Education at Virginia Commonwealth University, where we explore issues and ideas in public K-12 education. My name is Melissa Cuba. I'm the Evaluation Specialist for Merck, a PhD candidate in the School of Education at VCU, and a former ESL special education teacher. I am also your host for this episode. Today we're continuing our Profiles in Educational Equity series, where we feature an initiative from each of the Merck school divisions to promote equity for students and educators in metropolitan Richmond. We are excited to have Amber Foos, Sarah Mead, Ethan Kramer, Lauren Llewellyn, Seth Rogers, and Eli Tiller from Powhatan High School and Powhatan County Public Schools. They are here today to talk about their adaptive PE program and the impact it has had on their school. Let me introduce everyone to you now. Amber Foos is an adaptive physical education and ninth grade PE teacher at Powhatan High School. Sorry. She has been at Powhatan for four years and has been a teacher for 12 years. She has a Master's of Science in Teaching and Health Education and a Bachelor's of Science with a K-12 Physical Education Certification and Concentration in Adaptive Physical Education, both from Cortland State College in New York. Amber has also coached varsity volleyball at Powhatan for the past four years and is a coach in the Medford League, which is a basketball league for students with disabilities in metropolitan Richmond. Sarah Mead is a special education teacher at Powhatan High School. She has graduated from BCU, or she graduated from BCU, with a Master's of Teaching and endorsements in the areas of intellectual disabilities, severe and profound disabilities, and emotional disturbance. She has been teaching for 23 years, with most of her experience at the middle and high school levels. She decided at age 10 that she wanted to work with individuals with special needs and considers herself fortunate to be fulfilling her childhood aspirations. She says she continues to be amazed by her students every day. Ethan Kramer is a 16-year-old student and rising junior at Powhatan High School. He plays basketball and was the captain last year. Lauren Llewellyn is a recent graduate in the class of 2019 from Powhatan High School. She was a mentor in the Adaptive PE program was a four-year varsity volleyball player at PHS, will be attending the University of Florida in the fall as an animal science major. Seth Rogers is a 19-year-old recent graduate of Powhatan High School. He will continue school for one more year 
as he prepares to transition into a job and post-school experiences. Seth is a friendly and kind young man who greets people daily while holding the door open for them as they enter the school. He loves music, dancing, and competing at the Medford Games and Special Olympic events. He enjoys working at Herf Jones and spending time with family and friends. Eli Tiller is a 19-year-old young man who graduated last year from Powhatan High School. He continues to gain skills of independence as he transitions to post-school environments. Eli is a man of deep faith and he enjoys going to church and listening to music. He will sing and dance from his wheelchair or standing in his walker. His enthusiasm cannot be stifled. Eli has had job experiences at his church, Walmart, and Herf Jones. Sarah, tell us about Powhatan High School and their community-based instruction program. So Powhatan High School is the only high school in Powhatan County, and it's fed into from the only junior high school, the only middle school in Powhatan, and then three elementary schools. So in Powhatan, a lot of the students, when they get to high school, they all know each other, which is um, definitely a positive part of our school. The community-based instruction includes students with many different styles of learning, many different disabilities, whether it's physical disabilities or cognitive disabilities, different behaviors, just a variety of different challenges. And in our school, we strive to help students learn functional skills, skills to gain independence, so that when they are out of the high school, they can fulfill their dreams, they can work towards their potential, and just be a part of our community. So that's why it's called community-based instruction, because the ultimate goal is to be a productive part of our community, whether it's in a day support program, whether it's at a job, whether it is having someone come into their home and work with them, volunteer. It's um, basically geared towards students' individual desires and their individual goals. And of course, we touch on the goals mandated by the Department of Education. Great. Amber, can you tell us about the Adaptive PE program at Powhatan High School? Yes. How it began and just give us a little introduction to sure. it. So the um, Adaptive PE program at Powhatan High School started um, three years ago. We were going on its fourth year um, this coming year. And um, it began when um, I first got there. Um, there were students um, with disabilities that were mainstreamed into the regular physical education classes. And, you know, I was, you know, asking, well, you know, I've got five or six students in this class, um, you know, one aide and, you know, was wondering if there was an adaptive PE program. And they simply said, nope, there's no program. They're just kind of trickled into the mainstream classes. So my um, seventh block class was originally the class that was the only class in the gym. And we had about five or six adapted students that were in there. So. I started to kind of assign them one-on-one -on -one with my regular ed students. And while we were doing a badminton unit, they had their own court and were working solely with those individuals. And it was kind of like a light bulb went off in my head and I was like, wow, this would really be an awesome thing to do. And I'm sure that we would have regular ed students that would be interested um, in the program. So we had some you know, wheels turn and we eventually started out the program with 
10th grade students, so the students in the um, peer buddies need to be in 10th grade and not 9th. And um, we basically assign them one-on-one -on -one, um, individuals with students with disabilities, and um, it's allowing the students with disabilities to be part of an actual physical education class, but it's modified to them and their needs, and then they have a one-on-one -on -one assistant versus one teacher instructing the entire class. Because there's a lot of components that go into PE, especially with, you know, using free weights or using equipment and how to properly use that. And if they don't get that full-on instruction um, in a PE class mainstreamed, it's just the idea of it just kind of came, came to. And um, we're going on our fourth year, and we change things um, every year to make it better and more exciting. And, um, you know, we want to make sure that not only the students' disabilities get out of it what they need, but also the, pe the peer buddies get a lot out of it as well. So. So the adaptive PE students are in the, the CBI program? Correct. And then you have also um, your the peer buddies. Can you talk a little bit about the peer buddies and the mentors since we have both here today? Yes. So the peer buddies, their um, specific role in the class is they're kind of like one-to-one -one aides with the students with disabilities. So they're in charge of you know, helping with um, teaching skills, um, participating with them if we're doing a large group activity like floor hockey or, you know, kickball. And they are really there. They carry on social conversations with them. They are interacting with them just like peers. And um, I think our peer buddies, um, they look forward to seeing the adapted students every day and vice versa. And then we have mentor students who are um, upperclassmen, so usually 11th or 12th graders, who have already either taken the course um, as 10th graders and are now returning um, to take it as an elective or have decided to take it because it interests them, um, but maybe the course wasn't offered when they were in 10th grade, so uh, they're able to take it now as an elective. And their role is to kind of oversee peer buddies and their um, adapted students, and they're kind of mentors. They give feedback to them, um, you know, let them know, hey, you're doing this really well, or you're, you know, a little too hands-on, let them be a little bit more independent depending on what the skill is, and they ultimately provide positive feedback. They're also, if that adapted student's peer buddy's not there that day, they'll step in and, and take, the ch take charge of working with them um, as well during the class. And how has the program evolved in the last four years since it started? Um, well, we, you know, the first year we had it, there was only a select group of individuals that, you know, we kind of hand-selected because it was a new class. We wanted to see how it was going to go. And pa the past years, I mean, we have waiting lists of students. I mean, I typically only take the number of students that I need based on how many adapted students. So for example, if I only have 14 adapted students, then I'll take 14 peer buddies. So we have all those one-to-one -one aides and then I usually take about four or five mentor students so that we have essentially extra bodies, but we also have them to kind of work with the, the peer buddies. And um, every year it's, I mean, I've got waiting lists of 40 kids that want to be in the class. And um, the students do have to get teacher recommendation by their ninth grade PE teacher. Um, if it's a student who um, has already taken PE and might be a junior or senior, they also need to get a recommendation to be in it as an elective. So we do have teachers that fill out recommendations or they'll email me or miss me directly and kind of give us some background information on them and then um, we kind of go from there. Um, it's Sometimes it's really hard to make a cut because we have a lot of really awesome students that want to be involved. So if we they don't make the cut in 10th grade, then we typically look back to them and say, look and reapply 
you know, your junior or senior year. So those students still do get an opportunity. Um, it's a class that everybody, a lot of people want to be in. It's, um, you know, the atmosphere is a lot of fun. I mean, they get to work hands-on with the students with disabilities, and there's a social connection that gets made. And, you know, we, I've got kids from years past that come back and say, oh, my gosh, I saw so-and-so, you know, in the mall, or they saw so-and-so in the hallway that morning, and they said hi to me. And it's... Um, it's rewarding for the peer buddies as much as it is, it is rewarding for the students with disabilities, I think. Wonderful. So um, we also have students here. We have a student who is um, an adaptive PE student in the CBI program, Eli. Um, what, do you, what do you do in PE class? Can you tell me a little bit about your experience and what you do and what your favorite part of it is? Um, is it okay if I just glance at my notes? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Well, um, we um, have um, in um, PE, I play um, basketball for what's for for what's for what's called the Medford League, and most of the time, I'm really glad when we have when we have a home game at our at our high school which is which is the Powhatan High School and but we also go to you know other schools and you know and you know do that same type of thing too and also we've done um badminton in in um PE which to which which to me kind of feels a lot like tennis (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 and we and it's and it's basically the same idea where you know you have the racket and you know you work on skills of you know swinging the racket to you know hit the ball and, and stuff and of course I think the balls that we use are you know plastic balls so they're not really made of you know real ball you know material they're just balls for you know helping us build our skills so Excellent. Um, so um yeah Eli, and where's your favorite field trip that you've gone with peer buddies oh my favorite field trip um Probably, um, I I will just have to say this because I really love doing this on the Wii, which is, as you might know, a um, a um, video game um, system that I have and I use in my free time at home. Um, I I really like to bowl. <laughs> We, and we learned on that day that our adaptive PE teacher is a horrible bowler. <laughs> Eli can teach Miss Boo some skills. Yeah. And what's your very favorite part um, of adaptive PE? Um, my favorite part, oh, um, Dance Party Friday. <laughs> oh, Dance Party Friday. <laughs> Tell us about that. Well, Miss um, Foose um, basically has one day during the week when we basically don't do any academics at all and we spend and we spend the whole day um well the whole class period um um doing um dance party Fridays. (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like a lot of fun (laughs) Seth could you tell us what you look forward to when you go to PE my favorite part is, um, my favorite part is um, play basketball and play um, play hockey and maybe um, play some maybe play uh, volleyball and um, well, me I was have a dance party on Friday and I was 
I will see all these class at PE. Um, and I was, and I was going field trip with somebody, and I was going to the, go to the James River at the high school for basketball, and I was going to the bowling with Miss O, and and I was going to the at Mimot Park, and looking for all these animals, and. Um, and I was go um go outside for PE. Might be go for walk on the on the track, or it might be go to the go with somebody. And I think I like um I think I like my friend Danielle at PE with me. Yeah, and uh, and I think I like Danielle. She's my friend. She got curly hair. She got her glasses on. And and I like my friend Morgan, and she got red hair. And and I like um, let's see, I like Tori, and I like um, my friend Chase, and my friend um, uh, Eli, and I think I like um, Miss Miss O has son baby Rowan. <laughs> I play hockey with Danielle, and I was play basketball. Um, I was play volleyball with my cousin Ethan, and I was well. I, and I was having a dance party. I feel like like one of the most beautiful things that Seth just said is when he's describing the people that he likes and that he hangs out with. The names that he's giving y'all are from his class and also from the general population. So it 100% is one group that's interacting. And if you read the back of his t-shirt, it's, um, it's our slogan and it says, we play together. And we do play together. Mm-hmm. We play hard, don't we, Seth? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so it sounds like this is a class you really look forward to and you have a lot of not just fun activities, but important and meaningful relationships with people. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, Seth. Now you're welcome. Ethan, what is it like to be a student at Powhatan High School, and what led you to get involved in the Adaptive PE program? So it's it's pretty nice. Uh, The school, uh, it really caters to everyone, and with this class, it's, it's really amazing to see how much the entire school gets behind them and really and really helps them a lot. My sister was part of the first batch of students to do it and to take this class and she said it was amazing and so that really sparked my interest to do it in middle school and having Seth and Jacob, my cousins, in the class is a little bit more incentive but it was a lot of family ties and, and really like working with them. And how has the class impacted your life? Uh, I would say it's made me more of a understanding and patient person because some days are harder than others. They have good and bad days just like everyone else and you gotta overcome those challenges every day and it's, it takes a lot of work. Ethan, thank you for sharing. You're a peer buddy, but we also have a mentor here, Lauren. Lauren, could you tell me what it was like to be a student at Powhatan High School and what led you to get involved in the Adaptive PE program? So at Powhatan, our staff, it's a huge focus for them to really teach equity and make sure that everyone, no matter their disability, is involved in our school community. 
And so, like Ethan was saying, our Medford League basketball games, our adaptive PE class goes to the games and we work with the kids during the game. And believe it or not, every single seat in those bleachers are filled for every single basketball game. We make a shot, standing ovations. It's insane to see our school community come together like that. And it's really eye-opening that all of these kids really care about the kids with disabilities or they feel like they're their friends too. And so that's had like a huge impact on me and opened my eyes to see that in the real world, some kids won't know how to communicate or associate themselves with people with disabilities because they may not have been exposed to it. But exposing ourselves to this in the adaptive PE program and day-to-day in our school, I think has helped maybe the buddies and the mentors more than the kids with the disabilities because it's really impacted me so that I know how to interact with these kids and I can keep doing that in the future to benefit their lives and mine. And how has the class impacted your life? So being a mentor, I'm not necessarily working one-on-one with the kids, but I'm more mentoring the students who are only one year younger than me. And so it's really helped me build my leadership skills and help with my team building aspects. So you can't just tell a kid something to do. They're not just going to listen to you. You have to build a relationship with them and let them know that you're helping to benefit them and the student they're working with. And so my leadership skills have grown tremendously throughout this just by helping the adaptive PE kids and the peer buddies to be successful in the class. Sarah, what have you noticed about how your students respond to the adaptive PE program? I feel like it has helped them feel even more a sense of community, belonging with their peers. Um, walking down the hall or rolling down the hall, you'll get a fist bump or a, hey, how you doing? But when we have been in the adaptive PE class, it's an entire year, every single day, of a genuine friendship, a relationship being established. So there's a lot more to it than just a fist bump and a high. It's someone talking to the to our students that actually know them. They know what their interests are. They know what they're doing on the weekend. And it's just a genuine sense of belonging. And when you have a relationship like that that has been built, I believe that it will continue past the high, the high school. So they'll see everyone in the community. They'll know each other. I have a ninth grade student who is a young lady who's nonverbal. And at first, it's a little intimidating to try to interact with her because you're not quite sure of how she's responding. But Ethan and Lauren and all of our peer buddies, they just they jump in and they try. And if something's not working, then they'll try a little bit different way. And it helps everyone gain, I guess, compassion and also realizing that everybody is different. And when you leave high school, the world is different and you have to tolerate differences and accept differences and realize that people communicate differently. People get around in their environment differently. So I feel like with our students, they belong and they feel like a part of the group. And so Seth is a young man that holds the door open for every child that comes into the building in the morning, including Eli, and everybody knows Seth by name. And they've known Seth for a long time because he's been in Powhatan forever. But with the adaptive PE program, now everybody knows all of our students by name. They come to the games to support us. And like at graduation, the standing ovations for our graduates. And I think it's because general, the teachers and the general population have this admiration and respect for our students because they see that they probably have some different obstacles to overcome to make it through high school. I think it just makes them 
feel like a part of the community. And then, so Ms. Foose is the one who sort of had this idea to get this program going, and it gives a platform for general population, for our students, to have similar activities together. So they can socialize, they can interact, and it kind of puts everyone on a level playing field because everyone likes to play. Everyone... Well, not everyone, but most people like to play and hang out and dance, and it just gives an arena for natural relationships to develop. Ms. Foose, what have you noticed about how the peer buddies respond to the adaptive PE program? Yeah, I mentioned before that if you come into my classroom on day one and then come in towards the end of the year, you know, on day, you know, 190, um, 180. 180. Mm-hmm. Um, we normally go 180. <laughs> it's almost like it's two different atmospheres. The first, you know, couple days of class, you're, you know, introducing the adaptive students with the peer buddies and the mentors, and they may know them, they may not. Um, but it's interesting to see how they interact. They don't know, you know, how to how to address somebody, or they don't know how to talk to them. They don't. They're almost like they're shy. And, you know, throughout the course of the year, they, um, you know, they learn skills. I teach them, you know, how to modify activities. Um, You know, we have Miss Mead pops in every once in a while, and we've got teaching assistants that really are, you know, they know these students. They've been with them since elementary school. So they also help and give advice and kind of, you know, direct. It's, you know, how do you work with so-and-so? And and, and they'll, they'll say, well, if you do this, this, and this, or this is what motivates them. So it's interesting to see... Um, you know, these peers, they, they want to learn. You can see that they want to learn and they want to be able to connect with, you know, their adaptive peers. So it's, it's interesting to see how they progress throughout the school year. And, you know, the socialization increases. And, you know, by the end of the month, Eli knows everything about his peer buddy Jordan. And Jordan knows a lot about Eli. So it's interesting to see how it goes and you know then it's you know we get requests can I work with so-and-so and it's not requests from the peer buddies it's requests from the adapted students you know can I work with this person this you know and so it's interesting to see that the requests can kind of go both ways the response is interesting because you know at the end of each you know marking period um, I'll rotate the students from you know I'll rotate peer buddies and adaptive students and mentors so everybody kind of gets a chance to work with every you know we've got 14 adaptive students so Everyone's not going to get to work with somebody, um, but we, you know, rotate them or put them in groups so they at least get an opportunity to do so. And the responses that I get from the students when they write their reflections at the end of each quarter, it's things like, I've never realized that, you know, there are students who come into into class and they have, you know, so many challenges and disadvantages throughout the day, but when they step into the classroom, you know, they are excited and they're energetic and they're happy to see me and they're happy to see you and... You know, and it's just they've kind of opened their eyes to, to realize that life really isn't, you know, so bad. You know, being in high school is not, you know, the worst thing in the world, but coming into that class and, you know, they enjoy starting their day being a part of this program and, you know, coming in and hearing what Seth has done all weekend or, you know, where, you know, Eli ran in a marathon for Richmond or, you know, it's all of these things that we you um, learn so much more. I mean, in a regular PE setting, um, you know, you may work one-on-one with somebody. We might be partners for volleyball that day. But do you really carry on that conversation that these students have in my class? And that's what we're saying from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. I mean, it's they're really building friendships. And they're friendships that last even, you know, outside of my class where, you know, Ethan went hiking for the weekend with his cousins or, 
you know, we've had, you know, seniors, um, you know, juniors and seniors that were mentors in our class go to prom with some of our adaptive students as a group. So they're doing activities not just inside of the walls of Powhatan High School, but also out in the community by their own choosing. You know, there's, they're not getting paid to do it. They're, they're doing it because they want to hang out with these students and build these relationships. So it's really been an awesome thing to see this progress. And, you know, the response from the, the entire school and from these students is, you know, everybody wants to be involved and we can only take but so many people, but people want to be involved with what we're doing. And it's, it's awesome to see that, you know, that response. I mean, even teachers, we've got other teachers, they know what Dance Party Friday is and teachers come down and dance with us because they want to be a part of it and they want to hang out with us. So it's really interesting to see that it's not just, you know, impacting, you know, the adapted students in their lives and our peer buddies in their lives. I mean, it, it really affects everybody and, you know, everybody wants to see what we're doing and wants to be a part of it. We bought a sound system with a microphone and not with Powhatan County funds. We. I bought it with my funds because I want it to be ours. Um, we use it for Dance Party Friday, and we've taken it to other places. And it um, is such a highlight. I hope you come visit us one day for a dance party. And the adaptive, um, I mean, the peer buddies are DJs, and they take requests, and they run the music, and they know what everybody likes. So at Medford League Games, when we run music while everyone is warming up, they um, we have playlists made because they know the songs that everybody likes and they just they they know each other. It's taken very short time to get to know each other. Very short time. And then I also have heard from several of my students' parents. I hear this a lot. They say, "We were at the Walmart and people could just come up and start saying, "Hey Chase, hey Kayla, what's going on?" And the parents like, "I have no idea who these people are or who these." friends are and it makes parents feel good too because then it makes parents realize that our students are included and that they do belong in the community. Well it sounds as though this program has had a significant impact on many groups of people not just students also probably um, school personnel. Amber uh, what guidance would you offer someone who would want to start a program like this in their school? I think they would have to have somebody who um understands the students, first of all. Being a teacher, when you go to college, they teach you what to teach, but they don't teach you how to teach, necessarily. They don't teach you how to interact with students. They don't teach you how to build relationships, and that's stuff that you learn throughout the year, you know, throughout the years of teaching. And, you know, I have a concentration in adapted PE, but, you know, they taught us how to modify skills. They would teach us a little bit about certain types of disabilities, but they don't teach you how to interact with those students. And just throughout years of, you know, I worked in therapeutic recreation programs in Arlington County and worked with, I mean, just a plethora of different individuals from, you know, five years old up through, you know, their 60s. And each individual is different and you just need to learn how to, you know, open up and communicate and learn what works and what doesn't. And, you know, they would need to have, I would say, a community behind them, you know, with administrators who are willing to be supportive of the program and, you know, classroom teachers who are patient and understand that it's not just modifying a game of field hockey. It's, you know, how can I teach this student a skill that he can then use throughout his life? You know, whether it's picking up a, a ball from the ground, what if he drops, you know, a cup, how is he going to pick it up? 
So it's not only teaching, it's not all about sports. It's not, you know, it's, it's really teaching life skills and how to communicate with individuals. So my guidance would be to, first off, have a PE teacher that can instruct and can work. I mean, you can teach, I can teach this table to, to play floor hockey if I wanted to, but <laughs> how can I communicate with that table first? And that, you know what I mean? So it's having open lines of communication, making sure that you have a support system you know, Sarah Mead and her staff and all the instructional assistants, we wouldn't be able to have that program if we didn't have those individuals as a staple in our everyday, you know, activities. And then, you know, students who are willing to take a chance and come out of their shell and to learn something new and be around individuals who are all different, but all the same, you know, and um, we don't buy the equipment out of a PE budget. Like I had to write grants to get some of the equipment that we have and we use some of the special ed instructional money to, to buy this stuff, but it's it's not where you can, there's not a magazine that you can open up and say, oh, this is the adapted PE section. I mean, it's having to put together, you know, what I've learned, what I've done, you know, through the years of my experiences and saying, okay, this is what's going to work for this activity, but this may not work for this student. So there, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. And I didn't, I never really had somebody who was saying, this is how you do this, this is how you do that. I mean, I've learned from you know, watching Sarah interact with her students. I've learned from watching some of the instructional assistants and then just from my own, you know, learning abilities that I've done out in, you know, the community that through some of the jobs that I've had of really learning how to interact. But like I said, they teach you skills. They don't teach you how to interact with these students and how to introduce peer buddies to students with disabilities and just hope that they have a relationship. A lot of it comes from the students too. And so it's really a group of individuals that want to make this happen and, you know, want this to be successful not only for you know the students with disabilities but for themselves so I think there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle that make this program um, the way it is and one of those pieces also includes community involvement is that right yes could you talk a little bit about that because I think some students have mentioned the Medford League program but if you could go in more in depth what that's about yeah and, and you can the Medford League, I honestly don't know the history of it or when it started or where it started, but Medford is a gentleman's last name. But Powhatan um, jumped in with Chesterfield County, and they have nine high schools and that participate, and then Powhatan, so it's ten. And it is a basketball league that allows for our students to participate in a competitive environment, and it's held during the school day so that and during the lunch period so that... Um, the whole school can come in and support everybody and the school board comes in our superintendent comes to watch it families come to watch it they it's just it's very uplifting and it allows the whole community a time during the school day when students can just play a game and have some fun and if you don't play basketball, we've got cheerleaders. If you're unable to dribble up and down the court, the Miss Foose will make modifications. And we, she has a basket made specifically for one student. She has kids that will throw in. But the beauty of it is that everyone wants to see our students enjoying themselves and succeeding. And our peer buddies are key to that because they help to get everyone excited about the games. That's wonderful. So there are different layers here, not just school, but also community support. And now I have a question for everyone. What do you want people to know about what you are doing at Powhatan to make the school experience more equitable for your students and educators? Okay, so I think it's really important. We have a lot of nonverbal or very low functioning students in our program, and they can't necessarily advocate for themselves or communicate for themselves to someone that doesn't know 
what how they communicate. So I think it's really important that we're building these relationships with these students and learning how they learn or how they do the physical activities so that it's more beneficial to them. Like we have a couple students that can't necessarily play basketball. So we have specific skills that are trained to help them medically. Say one of our students needs to pick up something from the floor and stand back up because that's physical exercise that she needs in order to live a long, healthy life. And so having those individualized activities for those students, I think is very important. And they won't get that in a general PE class, which I think it's their right to have the individually based activities that they need to be healthy in their school. I think that's something they deserve to have, which is very nice that we have at Palatine for these kids. This is Miss Tiller, and she is um, Eli's mom. So besides teachers and students and the community, I think a major component of myself personally helping to educate my students is families Mm -hmm. because I've always said there is no one that knows their child better than their moms, their dads, the people that they live with. So um, is there anything, is it okay if Ms. Tiller speaks? Of course, Ms. Tiller. Well, I just wanted to share a little about, about the Medford League. I've been fortunate to be able to come to most of their games and watch how they have grown, um, not only in their skills, but um, mm-hmm. as a team together, they, um, and how they, um, Eli's particularly social, so he often talks about his peer buddy and um, when he sees, um, especially when he sees his peer buddy out somewhere in the community, that's very meaningful to him. Um, they, they have learned to work together as a team. Um, as a parent, you know, um, to be able to go and watch my child play on a team is a rare thing. So it's been uh, very uh, uh, rewarding and fun and to cheer for him. Uh, you know, on the field or on the court. The kids, they help each other. While they like to win a game, they're really helping each other to be successful because they all have different skill levels. And so if one child is having a hard time shooting a basket because the game is moving fast and they never get a chance, they'll slow things down and make sure that child gets the ball so that they can have the opportunity to shoot too. And it's just a beautiful thing to watch. Thank you for sharing that. I, I, um, I do want to open it up to anyone who would like to share anything that you would like others to know, anything that maybe we haven't discussed about what Powhatan is doing to make this experience more equitable, so more fair for all students to have a good experience with PE. I mean, I think also, too, our, you know, our classes every day in the morning and um, you know, there's other PE classes that are going on at the same time, and you hear talk of what's that class, or you know, how, especially with the freshmen. The freshmen, incoming freshmen, don't know. Um, there are a select few at the middle school that um, I've heard about it. So, Dr. Martin is the principal at the junior high, and she was a former uh, assistant principal at our high school. So, she was actually here when we had the um, the class started. And it's interesting because I'll get emails from parents about ninth graders wanting to take the class. And, you know, unfortunately, we don't allow the ninth graders to take it because we want them to transition to high school during that ninth grade year. But, you know, it's, you know, we've got bus drivers and, you know, these parents I've never met that have heard about this class that, you know, ultimately want to know more about it. They want to have their children involved in it. You know, I, I mean, it takes a lot for random students that I don't know to come up to me and even ask me 
hi, I'm so-and-so, um, I've heard about your class, I really would like to be a part of it. And they kind of go into this little detail of why they want to do it. And to me, I find that very heartwarming because it's like, wow, I have a student here that I don't know who knows about our class and, and wants to be a part of it, whether it's because of their own you know, personal gains or because they want to actually be involved or they have a cousin who maybe has some, a disability and they want to learn how to maybe interact better with that cousin. And, uh, you know, to piggyback off of what Lauren says is, you know, every class, whether you're a math teacher or a science teacher, you know, our job as teachers is to make sure that everybody is treated equally, whether you're a slow learner or a fast learner, what can we do to make sure that you're gaining the best out of it? And, you know, yeah, we might be in a basketball unit, but if you're not playing basketball and I need you just to bend down and pick up a ball and hand it to me and give it back and you know, do separate things, I mean, that student is still getting out of that unit what the most talented student is getting out of that. Um, just because he's over there shooting basketball, you know, and able to do that, the other student on the other side of the gym, she's still benefiting from bending down and picking up the ball or throwing it at a target on the wall. Um, she's still using similar equipment. And it's just we try to, to make sure that everybody is, you know, treated equally. Um, you know, we really are behind you know just being nice and being kind to one another and you know we want to make their day as much as they make our day when we come into class and I think that's one of the biggest things that we try to do and you know yeah it's it's a PE class but we're teaching social skills not only to you know the adapted students but to our peer buddies and to the mentors and you know it's skills that hopefully they'll all use you know moving forward and um, can help them in the future. So both of two of Ethan's cousins are students of mine, and they are on the autism spectrum. So Ethan grew up, you know, with his cousins, and then he joined the adaptive PE class. So I do have a question for Ethan. (laughs) (laughs) So Ethan, as a cousin and someone that loves these children tremendously, like brothers. And as a peer buddy, have you felt any changes in yourself? Or have you noticed, like, have you ever felt a need to stick up for Jacob and Seth? Or um, All they do, and really I'm going to piggyback off of Ms. Foose, it's all they do is they love people. And they're so kind to everybody. And it's, it's amazing to see because it's just, it's taught me a lot about, you know, all that. And it's just really just kindness. Oh, I love this person and they're not in the class and they're not involved with it, but they have talked to them and interacted with them and they have made that connection and uh, it's it's pretty amazing to see. And growing up with them has been a really good experience. So it's been amazing to see the growth that they've gone through and our family too. I think Ms. Foose instills so much responsibility in students like Lauren and Ethan who are the um, peer buddies because they are she kind of teaches them and then lets them go and it helps um, our general population to to be needed to be helpful and I think I told you a story about Ethan when his peer buddy we took everyone swimming and or to the YMCA and his peer buddy um, does not swim and so he was said I'm not swimming because I am this young lady's peer buddy today and said she's not swimming I'm not swimming so we had to force him to get into the pool and swim because he was being so responsible and so caring to make sure that she was included in the activity and I've seen that in all of our um, peer buddies we do have one young lady who came into the 10th grade very 
insecure, um, struggles with some her own disabilities of her um, that she struggles with every day also, and having her come in and take on a leadership role and be a peer buddy has blossomed. And mm-hmm. she sort of um, feels... She feels needed, and she feels important, and she knows that she can be helpful, and she knows she can establish a relationship with our students, and it it makes her feel good, and she wants to be a special ed teacher. It's all she wants to do, and she having this experience is going to help her in that. That's wonderful. Uh, I, I see how this program has impacted each one of you, like your life personally, and you know, wanting what you want to do, but also kind of the goals that you have. Um, students or anyone here, would would you like to share anything before we uh, close out? Well, um, I I really feel like this PE class has really um, affected me in a big way, and I I just feel like I don't do this enough, Miss Food. <laughs> but I but I. But I, but I, I just want to say um, thank you for all you do for our students. Well, you're welcome. We're going to need to leave that there for now. But if you would like to hear more about this important initiative in Powhatan, we hope you will join us for the 2019 Merck Conference on Friday, October 18th at the VCU Academic Learning Commons. Uh-huh. Our theme for this year is advancing educational equity supporting diverse learners in metropolitan Richmond schools through community-engaged research. Members of this group from Powhatan High School will join representatives from each of the seven Merck school divisions for a panel discussion about the innovative ways they're promoting equity for their students and educators. Those stories will also be featured in this podcast series, so stay tuned. Our thanks, as always, to the VCU School of Education for supporting the work we do at Merck, to Jesse Seneschal for his direction, to David Naff for episode production, to Tracy Naff for a logo design, and to all of our partnering school divisions, Chesterfield, Goochland, Hanover, Henrico, Petersburg, Powhatan, and Richmond. Our thanks today to Amber Foos, Sarah Mead, Ethan Kramer, Lauren Llewellyn, Seth Rogers, and Eli Tiller for sharing their story and for the important work they're doing in Powhatan County Public Schools. And of course, thanks to you for joining our conversation today. We hope that we will continue to find dynamic ways to support all learners in metropolitan Richmond. My name is Melissa Cuba, and this has been another episode of Abstract the podcast of the Metropolitan Educational Research Consortium in the School of Education at Virginia Commonwealth University, where we explore issues and ideas in public K-12 education. Let's talk again soon. Eli's trying to make Mr. Cry over here. I know. I started tearing up. I was like, Eli, you got to get together.